It's a bit of a weird month in MMA. Bellator, who has yet to have a show in 2021, they won't be starting back up until April when they move to Showtime. One Championship is having cards, but they're mostly pre-taped, and if you're watching this, the outcomes are already known, so there's no point in talking about how those matchups might go. But that doesn't mean there aren't a ton of big-time fights coming up in March that you probably weren't too aware of, and so today we're going to run through the bouts you need to pay attention to with fighters who are going to very soon be making a big impact in mixed martial arts, and we'll do it in chronological order so you don't have to jump around as you mark your calendar. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 under-the-radar fights you need to watch in March. Number 10. Euros Medic vs. Alan Cruz, UFC 259. Dana White called this fighter in our first entry right up his alley and said he stole the show at week one of the fourth season of the Contender Series. He is, of course, Euros Medic, aka The Doctor. You get it because his last name is written as Medic. Dana didn't even try to pronounce it. Whatever you call him, bringing up medical professionals is apt when discussing this guy because he's an absolute killer and will likely be sending quite a few people to the hospital. At a perfect 6-0, and zero, the UFC lightweight division's newest problem comes into the promotion having finished every single one of his opponents, including two triangle chokes, so he's not a one-trick pony despite his kickboxing background and relatively short experience in the MMA game. He absolutely tore apart Mikey Gonzalez on the Contender Series. Nasty body kicks. He was incredibly poised before, during, and after the fight. At 27, the Serbian has plenty of room to grow. He started at middleweight, so he's going to be a big 155-er. This is exactly the type of new breed star Dana and the UFC have been looking for. You're not going to want to miss his debut in the promotion at UFC 259. He's taking on Alon Cruz, another up-and-comer of Extreme Couture. Definitely one to make sure you catch on the prelims. Number 9. Carlos Olberg vs. Kennedy Zuchuku, UFC 259 in the last few years, city kickboxing has become the new hot gym in mixed martial arts. It seems like every single fighter that comes out of there is an absolute murderer. So when one of their unbeaten fighters, who only needed two minutes and a left hook to brutally put away his opponent and earn his UFC contract on the Contender Series, is making his promotional debut, you better believe it's something you need to be watching. Carlos Olberg only has one to five pro bouts. I say only one to five because the UFC says he's only fought once, ESPN says five times, Tapology and SureDog three. Your guess is as good as mine. It doesn't matter though. He's a two-time King of the Ring kickboxing champion, and he trains with Israel Adesanya. The dude looks like he just walked off the cover of GQ. In fact, he's a model when he's not punching people in the face and doesn't like his own getting hit because it's his moneymaker. Coming into the UFC with so little MMA experience makes Olberg an interesting case here. On the one hand, he had a spectacular showing at DWCS, and he trains at one of the top gyms in the sport at the moment. But on the other, kickboxing isn't MMA, and he's really green. Mr. Marvelous will be stealing your girl and taking on Kennedy Zuchuku at UFC 259. The African Savage should be a solid first test in the octagon. Number 8. Abdusalam Ulukubanichev vs. Rolando D. Brave CF 47 We've got a ready-for-primetime player who is heating up in Brave CF. You may very well be seeing Abdusalam Ulukubanichev on your television screens in the coming months in Bellator or the UFC, but in the meantime, he's got some more ass-kicking to do in Bahrain. Kubanichev is the top male talent out of Kyrgyzstan and got people taking notice during his recent eight-fight win streak. He scored three finishes in his last three bouts for Brave. At 17-3, and three, he absolutely has the experience to make an impact immediately in a major promotion. His style is very fan-friendly. He wants to get into the shit and throw wild shots. He's going to take the fight where it leads him, and he can with his wrestling, but Abdusalam's game is blood and guts all the way. He's not quite reached the brave title picture just yet, but a win at their March 11th show will likely do the trick, as he's taking on UFC vet Ronaldo D, who was coming off a win last year over the promotion's 2019 breakout fighter, John Bruin. Hovering between lightweight and welterweight, with the win here, Kubanichev is likely to get the call-up, and if not a title fight, which would definitely 
definitely warrant a move up to the big time should he succeed. This is a performance you're going to want to check in on this month at Brave CF 47. Number 7. Hussein Kadimagomayev vs. Tycoon Kim, Brave CF 47. Okay, so Kubinichev has top booking on the Brave card, and he is absolutely right at the cusp of the big leagues. But I gotta tell you, I am way more excited about Hussein Kadimagomayev fighting earlier on the card, and I think you will be too. This kid, I say this kid because he's only 21 years old, is 7-0 as a pro with finishes in every single fight. Only been out of the first round twice so far in his career. He's got a very well-rounded game for someone with so few fights, maybe because he was 18-0, as an amateur first. Are you excited yet? How about if I tell you that he fights out of All-Stars Training Center in Sweden? You know, where Hamza Chimaev trains. Yeah, he was there to support our boy in his last fight at Brave CF40. In interviews, he is absolutely laser-focused. Doesn't seem like the type to be distracted by anything. Reminded me a bit of Habib in that regard. He said he could make the jump to the UFC at the moment, but he would first like to win the Brave CF featherweight title. He's fighting fellow unbeaten 7-0 prospect Tycoon Kim on March 11th. It will be his best test to date. Kim is pretty big for the division, and he has three first-round submission wins to his name. Kadi Magomayev has all the makings of a star, a must-watch. Number 6. Colin Huckbody vs. Aaron Jeffrey, CFFC 93 if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or would you opt to wait until you're actually ready for that thing? Because that's what Colin Huckbody did and it makes him pretty goddamn interesting. Huckbody was good to go. He got a first round arm triangle choke on the Contender Series in August of last year. Earned his contract. Every fighter's dream. The big time. The big show. His UFC debut. But the 26-year-old didn't feel like he was ready. He'd been training small time in Minnesota. He only had nine pro fights. He was able to assess himself and say, I need some work before I get to the UFC because as we all know, if you're new and you struggle, you probably aren't going to be there long. So Huckbody told the UFC he was going to earn his way into the promotion again, moved out to Arizona to join the MMA lab, and got to work. He started by winning the CFFC vacant middleweight title via KOTKO in December, and now he'll be defending that title against fellow 9-2 prospect Aaron Jeffrey at CFFC 93 on the 12th of March. With seven finishes in his nine wins and the incredible self-awareness to wait for the UFC after he already earned his way in, you're going to want to keep an eye on Colin Huckbody. Number 5. Morgan Cherrier versus Jordan Buchenek, Cage Warriors 122. I wasn't going to include Morgan Cherrier on two lists in a row, seeing as we already explained his under-the-radar status last time as the crowned prince of the French MMA scene. But he's fighting a prospect in his own right in Jordan Vucinic for the featherweight title at Cage Warriors 122 on March 20th. That's the title Morgan captured last time we talked about him, so Cherrier makes the list again as a reminder to you all that he's the real deal, but he does so because he's accompanying Mr. Vucinic into our spotlight. Jordan could play a massive spoiler here. As we explained before, the last pirate was the Conor McGregor of France, and was expected to potentially be making the move over to one of the big boys like the UFC or Bellator, so a loss to Vucinic would be devastating. The Epidemic, who probably chose his nickname before COVID, I'm guessing, defeated Paul Hughes in his last bout at Cage Warriors 119. Hughes was another unbeaten prospect people were very high on. He was well-rounded, finished every fight of his career. He was expected to make the jump to the big time soon as well. Maybe Vucinic should call himself the prospect killer. At 7-1, he has less than half the pro experience of Cherrier, but he's got a motor and some relentless ground game. His wrestling is is really strong and might be a problem for the last pirate. Big time fight out of Cage Warriors. Number 4. Cheyenne Bays vs. Kay Hansen, UFC Vegas 22. 
Comparisons to Joanna Violence are always a good way to start your UFC strawweight career. After dominating on the Contender Series against Hillary Rose in August of last year, Fortis MMA product Cheyenne Bays earned her contract with the UFC and had everyone taking notice. Now she's finally set to make her debut, and it will be against fellow prospect Kay Hansen at UFC Vegas 22 on March 20th. Another young strawweight people are predicting to be the future of the division. While Bays is only 5-1, she actually had a considerably long amateur career prior consisting of 11 bouts, so she's far more experienced than her record. Dana White was very high on Cheyenne following her performance on the Contender Series, calling her striking unbelievable. White believes with some time at the PI and some fights on the big stage, she could really be a top-tier fighter, and her first test in Hanson should be a solid indicator of where she's at. These two very well could be competing for titles against each other three or four years down the line. Baze has the ability in the cage and the attitude to sell tickets. Don't miss her debut. Interesting side note, her husband JP won his Contender Series bout in November and will be making his debut on the same card against Bruno Silva. The family that kicks people in the face together stays together, right? I think that's the saying. Number 3. Roberto de Souza versus Kazuki Tokudome, Ryzen 27. Anytime a standout from the grappling world is able to implement striking effectively in mixed martial arts, there's going to be a buzz about them. And Roberto de Souza at 10 and 1 is starting to get people's attention because his last 3 victories have been secured with his hands and not his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu pedigree. As a grappler, de Souza is incredibly accomplished, winning a whole host of major tournaments. There's not a question about whether he'll be a legit threat on the ground for any future opponents, but we've seen plenty of hot prospects from the grappling world fall short in MMA because they just can't seem to put the rest of it together. That doesn't appear to be the case with DeSouza thus far, and with only 11 fights, there's still a ton of room to grow. Roberto is fighting Kaz Tokudome at Ryzen 27. It's a solid test for the up-and-comer because he's got three times the experience, including time in the UFC, One and Pancrase. DeSouza thus far in his career has a knack for getting the job done fast. He's scored a finish in every single victory, and he's only seen the second round once. He's constantly looking for the finish. Expect fireworks at Ryzen 27 on March 21st. First. Number 2. Felipe Froes versus Magomed Drossel has Bulev, ACA 120. When media analysts have been calling for the UFC to sign a fighter for over five years and say he's one of the best talents unsigned by a major promotion, it's truly baffling it hasn't happened. Especially when you consider the type of talent the UFC takes a chance on today, as well as Nova Unyao's track record with bad motherfuckers in the smaller weight classes. Hello Jose Aldo and Henan Barrao. Felipe Froes seemingly has all the pieces, and he's only 29 years old, so it's not like there aren't plenty of good years left in his prime. With 20 career wins, he'd be entering one of the major promotions with a wealth of experience, and he's shown in Shudo Brazil and now the ACA that he's not just ready for the bump up, he's ready to hit the top 10. His opponents in the promotion have had a combined record of 43 and 4, so he's not fighting scrubs, but he's managed to capture the organization's featherweight title, and he will be defending it at ACA 120 come March 26th against Maga Madrasal Hasbulev. Froace is the best overlooked 145er in the sport today. Watching his Aldo-like game is definitely worth your time. When he suddenly pops up somewhere else, else you can say you knew him when. 25 fights into his career. Number 1. Luana Pinedo versus Randa Marcos, UFC 260. When people are saying Ronda Rousey and your name in the same breath before you make it into the UFC, you're probably doing something right. Brazil's Luana Pinedo absolutely burned down Stephanie Frosto in November at the Contender Series with a vicious combo that put away her opponent at 248 of the first round. That marks her sixth first round finish in a row. All of her wins have come in round one. She enters the UFC at 8-1 and one and is being paired with strawweight mainstay Randa Marcos. You can tell the UFC is high on her because of the opponent's selection. Marcos is a well-known name in the division with some 
some really solid wins, but she's lost four of her last five. It looks like to me the UFC is hoping to get a big-time debut out of Pinedo to kickstart her run in the promotion. The judo black belt's being called Brazil's Ronda Rousey by some because of her, well, judo background and the fact that most of her fights only last a few minutes, if that. But with all due respect to the pioneer Rousey, Luana's game is very well-rounded already as she enters the promotion. She's got a strong grappling game all around, she can wrestle, she can toss you, she'll sub you on the ground, but she's got some solid striking as she demonstrated on DWCS. She's absolutely one to watch, don't miss her debut. Huge shout out to Max Randall for editing this video together. Follow him on Twitter at Max underscore Randall. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.